This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio First Van listeners, and welcome to episode 168 of the Radio First Van podcast, a horse heresy wargaming podcast. My name's Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. I want to say what's going on, Derek. Hey, everybody. And we also have another co-host. <laughs> yeah, we do. Powerful little Red League. Go ahead and say what's going on, Red. She's busy. She's getting pets. She's getting all the pets. <laughs> She's getting all the pets. A little sweet baby Red. Uh, so, for those of y'all that don't know, we have this cat named Red. She's a long-haired uh, tabby, and she's usually just terrified of everybody. She's just uh, she lived a hard life outside, became an inside cat, and now she's a full-time inside cat, and uh, usually just, I guess, is just an act of survival, just afraid of everybody. And then uh, now, Derek. The, these past few episodes back, uh, Derek has been slowly gaining her trust, and now whenever Derek comes over, it's like a, a free for all for her. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> she's 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 like, all right. So how about them pets? She's like, it's her her once a week petting session. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna need some pets stat. <laughs> so uh, so she's having a good time right oh, now. Oh yeah, I'm having a good time. We're all having a good time. So. We have a great episode for you guys, but before we get into it, before we get into this episode, we do want to give a shout out to the powerful, powerful Accountability Buddies podcast. Yes. Now, the reason why we're giving them this huge shout out is because they have a special promotion going on to celebrate their 50th episode. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations, guys. Now, I remember when they were a little baby podcast, you know, just just starting out, just a little, little baby bird, little baby bird yeah. podcast. Now they are 50 episodes in. Now, as part of this 50 episode promotion, they have a special, special prize donated by the powerful, powerful Elric's Hobby, their sponsor. And that prize is an Age of Darkness box set. Now, in order to get that prize, you do have to listen to their episode 50 or 51 or 52. And within those episodes, there is a secret code word. We know the code word. I already entered. I'm I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Suckers. And within that code word, you go put that onto their Facebook page. You can put that onto their Discord. You can put that onto their Instagram. And with that code word, it gets you an entry into uh, their contest for that Age of Darkness box donated by powerful, powerful Elric's Hobbies. As well as uh, custom bases from Elric's Hobbies for, for every, bo- everything in the box. For everything in the box. It's 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 really a crazy deal. And I, I didn't want you guys to miss out on it, especially for you Horse Heresy players out there. Absolutely. I mean, I am competing against you. So really, I, <laughs> I shouldn't tell you guys, but it is what it is. Um, also, because this is their sponsor... 
they do get a 10% discount from Elric's Hobbies for resin and base accessories. All you need to do is use the code word, the coupon, heresy, coupon code heresy ABB. Yes. Use not that. to be confused with the secret code, which is not heresy ABB. Right. So don't even try that. Right. That, that is their, you their coupon foolish. code with Elric's Hobbies for 10% off resin and basing materials. Resin and base accessories. So good job, accountability buddies. We love you guys. Hell yeah. If you guys like our content, you would love the accountability buddies. You will love their content. So, that being said, uh, we do have a great episode for you guys. Obviously, this is going to be the Assault Marines. Uh, you'll see it in the title. This is Assault Marines Episode 2. Part 2. Part 2. Where we cover the community feedback, which we got a lot of. Oh, yes. <laughs> People felt ways about these guys. People felt ways about the Assault Marines, which is great. Because I feel like, and I knew this was going to happen, I feel like there's a lot of stuff we missed only because we're not fully enveloped in all of the legions. Right. And so we had Dark Angels players come out of nowhere. World Eaters players come out of nowhere. Which, I think we had an idea about the World Eaters, but I just haven't seen anybody play them that way. And so... Yeah, I've not seen a lot of World Eaters this edition. So, yeah. This edition's not been favorable to heavy assault armies. No, it has not (laughs) been. Uh, so, so we do have that part coming on a little bit later in the podcast. We're going to go over some hobby progress, uh, a little bit of Forge World news that came out, uh, the new Lancer kit. We want to discuss it. Oh, yeah. And obviously, we are super excited about the new demonic engines that came out. I thought you were going to say Arvis Lighter for a second. Oh, we're pretty excited <laughs> about the Arvis Lighter. Uh, but what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to put that discussion on hold for episode 169. Nice. Giggity. And uh, we will discuss all the new things. We, we haven't had a chance to digest it, and we also don't want it to impede on the community <laughs> feedback of the Assault Marines episode. Assault, I'm excited, Assault dude. Marines can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, no, they can't. They can't. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, just so you guys know, I'm probably... 85% going to start a, a demon engine army. Well, you could just bring them. Yeah. The ones that are Lords of War, hey, you could just bring those. When I say the word, I think it's a word, maybe it's a hyphen, whole hog. <laughs> I'm going whole hog, baby. <laughs> like, like like the whole hog. A whole hog, baby. I'm going deep into demon engines. And I've wanted, when I saw the, uh, the initial... Hey, by the way, 40K, we're going to go ahead and retire these models. We're going to retire these heresy-only models like the Brass Scorpion. I immediately, I looked up the Chitin. I looked up (laughs) the Brass Scorpion. I was like, I want to paint all of these. I want to paint all of these. I want to do the the old Forge World uh, candy apple red. I want to, like, get deep into these models. And then I've just been waiting. Yeah. And would I say that I have these resin kits already available? I don't know, Derek. I don't know. You might see it on my live stream tomorrow. Uh, so wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something neat? Because, <laughs> dude, I was waiting. I was wait. I was ready. I'm. I, I might show up to an event with these models. <laughs> on, you know, it might get a little crazy, <laughs> Michael. You're about to act up. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited for these. So uh, I'm gonna de- de- do a deep dive into these rules so I get it yes. all right. I'm gonna see what you can exploit. I'm trying to. Oh, there's <laughs> there's some stuff there. Hey, the 400 point chitin. Can we talk about that? You can you Real can run quick. a pre- 
you can run a Pravian to bring a unit of these, or you may as well just make a allied detachment at that point. At that point, if you're already here, man, you may as well just shoot. Just play Mechanicum. <laughs> uh, Josh came straight up out, and he said, uh, uh, "He said, so the uh, the chitin, no, the brass scorpion's only eight hole points." And I was like, yeah. And you kind of forget, like, I've been at 40K. I was like, dang, eight whole points doesn't seem like a lot. But that's more it's, than a... It, it's a knight. It's hefty. It's considered a knight, so yeah. it has the super heavy protection. Yeah, so it's got that sweet, sweet, super heavy protection. But in his mind, he also said, well, it's eight whole points, so I can carry it in a Thunderhawk transport. Uh, now, here's the thing. They are both Lord of War. But let's say you're playing an Apex mission, or you're playing a... a so about that. They are different factions. What uh, Thunderhawk super heavy Thunderhawk? A Thunderhawk is a Stardis, uh huh, and a Brass Scorpion is Mechanicum. Yeah, but like, let's say you're playing, uh, uh, you, you can't ride in a transport of a different faction. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, I wanted, uh, I wanted that, uh, I know. sweet, sweet, uh, I know Pacific Rim <laughs> Brass Scorpion. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I was like, it, it gets weird. If you take a Pravian, does that mean you can take it as a Stardis? I don't know. I don't know how factions work when you're pulling stuff from a different uh, army list. Like if I take a uh, Forge Lord and I take some Thalax, are those Thalax still Mechanicum? Do I have to look at the ally straight? I don't know. It's unclear. I really, really wanted that Pacific Rim Thunderhawk transport situation going on. We'll, we'll get some top men on it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and we will have that figured out probably by next episode. Definitely by next episode. We're going to figure some I feel like shenanigans we're, out. We just keep getting further and further into this talk because we're just so stoked about it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We, Derek, as soon as he came in, he he, he was like, so, How about uh, that chitin? How about that chitin? I was How about like, that 400-point dreadnought killer? <laughs> <laughs> dude for real it's like they targeted dreadnought four attacks dude. ap2 brutal three <laughs> strength 10 he just holds his big axe out and points it at a dreadnought so you <laughs> no that's gotta oh man those little those little backwards legs those let me try to pin your friends real quick <laughs> those terrifying uh uh signs legs i always think about those <laughs> those legs god dude what a model. I'm excited. I, dude, I'm so excited about that thing. Just Hell yeah. beating the crap out of stuff. I mean, so I'm looking at that, and I'm seeing the crazy stuff they're bringing into the Heresy, and then I'm comparing that to Legions Imperialis, where we see like wild new units for the sisters. So I'm like, dude, if we get a book with proper Dark Mechanicum stuff in it, it's going to be crazy. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. But next episode, yeah, guys. Yeah, we're going to have to let that simmer. We're going to have to uh, leave you guys with some... Uh, some blue brushes till next episode. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, uh, let us discuss a sweet care package that we got in today. Yes. From the mighty brush. So you were asking me about, or not asking me, but you were talking about using the micron pens for, uh, writing and things like that. And I'd recommend some decals, uh, locker over our local shop. He had picked those up cause he, He's a man who enjoys his decals. He's got good taste. Absolutely. And I'd use some of those. I'm like, hey, these guys these guys have a catalog. You should check these out. Well, we reached out to the Mighty Brush and said, hey, guys, you know, we'd like to test this out, see what we can do. And they uh, hooked us up. Yeah. I, I think they checked you out and were like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I, <laughs> I have, think, we think you're a fit. I have quite a few uh, water slide transfer videos on my tiktok and how to do that and like 
basically i would say my tiktok just like as a whole the vibe is use your transfers <laughs> yeah yeah don't <laughs> right? don't toss those you should be using those and uh they saw that and uh they sent out a a sampler of these decals and we got them in today and <laughs> i think i did one pass of the decals um for the sheets they gave us and immediately i saw that little the little like sheet with the uh, the screens it has like screen for like radars and readouts yeah and, like, so like the, you guys know the screens that you uh usually just paint a little white cross in the middle of and uh like you paint it green paint a little white cross in the middle that or like the targeter from star wars a new hope yeah so these guys have all sorts of different size screens like they like you get a decal sheet that has a screen with like warning sigils. It has a screen with writing on it. It's got a screen with targeters. It's got a screen that's like a map layout. You get them in black or white, and some of them have color on them. And it, it, it's crazy. Like it's you have these like screens that you paint up your screen, and then you slot water slide this on there, and it looks like you know a targeter, a radar. It looks like uh, the game pong. Like there's all <laughs> sorts of just wild stuff on there. And so immediately when we got these in, I was like, yep, I'm using these right now. Cause I had, I just put together and I started painting a, a storm speeder, which for you heresy guys is a, a, a future land speeder with a third guy in it. Cause he needed that third fella. <laughs> so, uh, super, super, uh, excited. Cause it has all of these screens on it. And the first thing I did, man, I took my calipers and I, and I measured the screens because I was like, I can't mess this up because these seem <laughs> too nice to mess up. So I took my calipers because I'm super protective of these screens and then I saw which ones would fit exactly in that screen and uh, put them on, man. It lo- they look so good. Oh, yeah. It looks great. They look incredible. I did like a little, uh, a little radar and then I did a, uh, a Pong screen. And I screwed up on this punk screen two times because <laughs> they are not your Games Workshop decal. They are uh, much, much finer is the best way I can put it. Okay. So it requires just a lot, just a more delicate touch. Be ready. Like, be ready to, to apply these. Like and, and, like, I went in, like, hot and heavy. I was like, let's put these on. And I'm thinking I'm just going to, like, slide it over. No, dude, these things are, like, high-fidelity decals. Like, like they you got to be real gentle with it. You got to be gentle with them. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, and I guess in my head I didn't realize they are exceptionally small, the ones I was using. Mm-hmm. So... It is like uh, a, a less like less medium, like a thinner medium yes. to them. Yeah. So uh, if you have like even a little bit too much water, it's going for a, a sail ride. It's going for a boat ride. Like it's gone. <laughs> like it's just like, that surface tension just takes it away. Yeah. The surface tension is like, hey, and so we're going over here now. Microsaw, microset, your best friend. Put that gloss coat down so you can so you can wiggle it around and then just hit it back with that gloss coat because it is a screen. It is going to be reflective. Yes. Uh, so it's, they're so good, dude. We looked at all of them. Uh, we got the the hazard stripes. We got the screen set. There's like a graffiti set. Some like different types of writing. that was like chaos decals. What that was? Yeah. Like the the chaos. Uh, uh, 
I guess like script, like blood packed script is what it looked like. Okay. And then uh, and I guess that's some larger stuff that just kind of looked like dope graffiti. That's what they did. It was like, if you look at it really close, there's stuff that's like written Gothic script and there's blood smeared over the Gothic script and then graffiti put over that. Yeah. These are some, these are some high quality, decals. well thought out decals, yeah. well thought out and like fit the aesthetic. Like they, like they fit the aesthetic so well. Dude, when I saw all the Gothic script ones, it had all of the... Uh, this is like scripting, guys. This is like stuff that if you found an area that had writing on it... Like a purity seal or like, the, a, like yeah. a vexilla? Long purity seal, long vexilla, anything like that. This is what goes onto those. And it's like it looks like actual writing if you look really close. Like It's like yeah, actual you, like Latin Gothic. Yeah, you can't read it, but it looks like you could read it. Yeah, it looks like if I was just a little bit littler, <laughs> I could read this. Uh, but I was looking at that and... Dude, it says like mortis. It says death. It has the number nine. I was like, I love all of them. They're both my babies. <laughs> oh, put these in my blood angels so quick. Yeah, as soon as I saw that uh, Mighty Brush was down to like down to do this, I was excited because like you're gonna you're gonna love this. Yeah, they sent us the hazard stripe ones, which I'm, I don't like hazard stripes too much. But what I noticed that was really cool about the hazard stripes, that I think needs to be addressed, is. They have these hazard stripes, and they're yellow and black, mm-hmm. but they're cut up like there's like they're they're pre weathered, so you can see through them in certain spots. Oh, that's and, really cool! And so it looks like weathered hazard stripes. It's not, they, and they have like clear areas in the middle so of the could, hazard stripes. You could drop that over like a metallic, and you'd probably get a pretty sick effect. Yeah, you'd see it right there. If you threw it under a red, it would look like it would just shine right through the red, and like mm. it's not like a scratch in the middle like or a scratch that like comes from the side it is like a full hole in the middle of the transfer so like even at the like the so trying like, to replicate that at the, like a painting level that's difficult to do so uh and then they, they then they sent the uh the one that has like a bunch of warning runes and stuff like that that's and uh, they didn't have to go that hard cuz i mean you can weather a transfer once you got it on no they did it but they didn't have to but they did that they were like you know what Take the day off. I bet I bet the Iron Warriors <laughs> players would love this. Take the day off. We already did it for you, Papa. <laughs> you you let us worry about weather. <laughs> you just worry about getting that transfer on. So you just worry about making sure you're you're up on your micro saw and your micro set. <laughs> so thank you, powerful mighty brush. Uh shipping was incredibly fast considering I, I think they come from the uk right yeah it's from the uk considering you know this was a sampler for us like it came so fast like i was i've i didn't have a tracking number for it or anything i just know that they sent it and then i went to my mailbox today and it was like oh shit <laughs> like, <laughs> and so i posted a video on our facebook page uh it is the tiktok that i made like immediately <laughs> as soon as i got it i went and made a tiktok for oh, it yeah. so i can show it off uh, of the pong screen and how that looks and like the process of putting it on all that jazz so if you guys want to check that out and then on my tiktok i actually do have an unboxing of all of those uh of all of those decal sheets to to show them off and everything like that uh, that is radio free istvan on facebook and tiktok <laughs> radio for Istvan on facebook and tiktok uh so yeah super super awesome they did that powerful muddy brush hell yeah love those guys uh so yes so in the uh discord news 
Yes. Uh, we once again we want to announce our we're about halfway through the month, so you about have, have another half of month to do this. We have our painting competition. If you go to warhammerdiscord.com and any of your browsers, warhammerdiscord.com, you can get right into our Facebook group or I'm sorry, a Discord group. It is a uh, it is it's a rousing, rousing good time. It's a absolutely it's a great time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this month's this month's painting competition. Or we have a monthly painting competition this month. We are looking for a character to paint. So if you have a character, any gaming system, but I mean, keep in mind we're Horror Heresy podcast, uh, and so I mean, any character model that you guys have, you can go paint that up inside this monthly painting competition. The only thing you need to enter is going to be the code word, which this month is only may angels fly, and uh, it's supposed to be like only angels may fly is the actual quote from Sanguinius. If you put either one of those in there, I, th- I saw it. Yeah. Did you see one of the guys entered and he had the quote right? <laughs> he had three or four different ones. He had it three different ways. Was, he scratched them all out. I was going to do that. I was going to do like only April, May, June. <laughs> only, <yeah. laughs> so, yeah, I quoted it wrong. But by the time I realized the quote was wrong, I uh, went back to go change it. And people had already entered and put that in there. I was like, well, I can't undo that now. So, uh, so yeah. So, it is what it is. Either one will work. We'll take them either way. So, but it does have to be primed. Uh, you do need to have your name in there. You need to have the date as well. If you don't do Discord or anything like that and you still want to enter, send us a Facebook message and we'll talk to you about it. Uh, and we'll just bring your picture in. Or if like maybe you're like one of those super secret people that uh, doesn't like to be involved in the community but still wants to be a part of this paint competition, we got you. We'll, we'll make it way. happen. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll get your picture in anonymously so they can vote for you. And uh, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time, that's all I'm saying. If you do win, it's $50 towards your local gaming club. Uh, this past month, uh, we did uh, fulfill all of our obligations to our winners, uh, who, however they wanted that. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a good time. Everybody had a, uh, a very, very fun time. So, Hell yeah. Uh, once again, I do promote our Discord quite a bit. It is constantly, constantly moving and going. It is a fantastic place just to kind of hang out. We've got so much going on there. We've got hobby progress, work in progress. There's a Warhammer 40K section, a Horse Heresy section, a epic section, an epic section, uh, just general painting, painting recipes, food, everything like that. Pets, a handy person. Mental health, the mental health section's been getting used quite a bit. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are seeing the stresses in the day of, uh, in 2023, it's and uh, everybody is kind of helping them along, yeah. kind of giving all, their own we're advice. We're all here to lift each other up. Yeah, that's all it is, man. So, loving the Discord, loving the uh, the interactions I'm seeing going on. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, gaming groups that are getting fu- formed in there. There's a lot of uh, events getting formed in there. We're getting feedback on the cards. We're getting feedback on this Assault Marines episode. Uh, there's a lot of stuff announcement-wise that we, we say in there before you guys get to hear on the podcast. So if you guys want to be at the uh, the bleeding edge of this, it's going to be... Uh, That's the, where the party's at. The Discord is where the party's at. And I know I'm like a broken record. I, there's, I'm not looking at numbers in the Discord. There's no reason for me to promote it more. I just enjoy the community that we have in there. And uh, I don't I don't want you to get left out, listener. Yeah, if you're like me and you don't do TikTok, there's a channel in there where we... Where your TikToks get posted. Yes. So you can check them out without having to download TikTok. If I know some people are against having stuff like that on their phones. 
I'm just at that point in my life where it's like, I don't know that I need this. Yeah, no. I mean, and uh, uh, all of my TikToks are viewable from there. Yeah, it you is, don't. Yeah, it doesn't take you to a website. No, it just plays straight in the uh, straight in the Discord app. So yeah, if you're interested in seeing all these fun TikToks I'm making. <laughs> They're also in there. <laughs> a lot of people from my TikToks, that's where they're coming in the Discord. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah um, I, I think we saw like a surge in 40K just because there was a bunch of people watching your miniature painting on TikTok <laughs> coming into the Discord. It's so funny that uh, every time I go live, you just see the, like the little surge of people coming in. <laughs> and it's like, hey, new people. Look what I found, guys. Hey, new friends. <laughs> so. But no, it's a good time. It's a good time, everyone. So. All right. Cool. We'll uh, pop into some hobby progress. Let's hop in some hobby progress, man. All right. So uh, mine's real short. I've been doing house stuff. It's been like a cross between the home, the show home, home Improvement and Joe Dirt. Nice. I love both of those. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a comedy of errors. Just It's been a mess, but I've been handling it. Uh, thankfully, not as big of a mess as last week. Uh, thank everybody for your support. And letting me know that you almost crashed on your commute because you were just busting a gut to uh, my kitchen troubles. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I heard quite a bit of things about people wondering why you didn't just uh, just establish dominance and maintain eye contact with contractors while I'm just dropping the the nastiest, <laughs> like just bowel shattering. Yes. Event in my bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, uh, I was in the middle of a crisis. You know. I get it. I get it. And like I, I said, I should have been thinking like, hey, what's going to be better content for the podcast? That's true. Me maintaining eye contact with just asserting dominance over all of these contractors or flooding my kitchen. Yeah. No, here we are. And did the did the, the whole bathroom situation with the flooding, did it get taken care of? Did you get your pipe stripped out? What's up? Uh, not yet. The, the problem like has since stopped. And as long as nothing happens in that upstairs bathroom, I think I will be okay. Okay. So it was a problem we already knew about, and now we just know, hey, everything up there is not okay to use because some kind of outflow is not going where it needs to go. Just drywall that whole room off. Pretty much. <laughs> the old secret book- bookcase. it's <laughs> a secret bookcase, and then when y'all sell the house and move out, you forget to tell the family. Oh, no. And so some father thinks he has a, a secret bathroom. <laughs> He's got the old Fortress of Solitude upstairs. He's like, hell yeah, I can't wait to break in that secret bathroom in that the kids don't know about. I knew I saw a window in the upstairs in the backyard that I didn't see upstairs. <laughs> Dad, I'm going to make a grilled cheese. You go ahead, son. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to the, the study and read. Why is it raining? <laughs> oh, no. But yes. But yeah, everything has been bleached. Uh, just, I think, an unhealthy amount of bleach. I think I didn't dilute it as much as you're supposed to, but you woke know, up, I'm okay with that. Woke up with some headaches. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn off the carbon monoxide detector because the loud beeping was giving me a headache and making me feel dizzy. <laughs> Why are all these... <laughs> Carbon monoxide <laughs> detectors in your front yard, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, uh, worst case scenario, I do know a little bit of the old Southern magic. There's a magical word called fabuloso. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll take care of that. Yeah, I put some fabuloso. Have you ever put it in a pan on the stove? No, like simmer it. Like like like. Yeah, I had an ex girlfriend that did that. I don't know why she did it, but the house always smelled good. Uh, I mean. Sometimes you got the little oil diffuser. Sometimes you just got to boil some Fabuloso. Yeah, so she would put Fabuloso in a pan, and she'd 
put it on the old on low heat, uh, low heat, and just let it simmer. That's, I, I don't know what it did. The house never smelled bad, so uh, you know, that <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> it's a purple fabuloso too. I think there's a green one, but it was the purple fabuloso. So yeah, that, I mean that's that's the one. <laughs> uh, still trying to renovate my hobby area, but I did get my entry put together and I haven't submitted it yet, but I still need to. I got my Ragnar Blackmane put together. Lovely. The old metal second edition one with both of his Ooh. banner poles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just got to source what I'm going to do with that. If I'm just going to print them on uh, like regular letter paper and try to hit it with like some tacky glue or something to kind of give it some, some rigidity. I'll, I'll figure something out. Yeah. It's still fun. I, I, it's the old school Ragnar Blackman, right? Yeah, where he's just like standing still and like he's in the, the, uh, yeah, the two okay. part mold pose where he's like very planar. He's got the 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 meanest blade you can touch in the game because it's got this, the chain sword on both sides, right? Yeah. Yeah. You I never... think his 40k one still has that. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, you're not holstering that bad boy. <laughs> nah. There's not a holster alive that can hold that thing. How does he put that up? He doesn't. Oh, okay. He cool. just keeps swinging it, man. Uh, you're right. The new that, 40K model does have that. Or I, I just assume magnets. Like when I've got guys with extra weapons that they don't have room in their hands to hold, I just glue it to their belt and say there's a magnet. God dang. And that's Frostfang, right? Oh, gosh. I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's been so long since I read those books. I think it's called Frostfang. I don't know. I just know he got it from that navigator house because they're like, yeah, here you go. There's a cool relic that your chapter gave us. We'll give it back to y'all. That's super exciting. But yeah, slowly but surely, man, just got to do it one day at a time. Just one, one box at a time, one shovel load at a time, one crisis at a time. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. Just, <laughs> just trying to trying to get my kitchen where I don't I don't feel like Joe Dirt strapped to a uh, septic tank while I'm just standing in there. Yes, Ragnar Blackman Blackman wields the powerful relic Frostblade Frostfang. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a string of words. It was given to him by Lady Juliana Belisarius. Yeah, lovely. I knew it was. I didn't read all those Space Wolf novels for nothing. <laughs> Powerful William King, where are you? <laughs> Let him know what's up. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's me. What about you? Oh, it's been a... Man, it's been a good time. Uh, so, since we last talked, mm-hmm. I have... Uh, so I'm kind of settling into my new role. So for those of you, I don't know, we discussed it last time. I did get promoted. So Congratulations uh, again. I did have to kind of take a little bit of break from my hobby progress just because it was a... Uh, um, Not a super clean transfer. Yeah, I yeah, did so have, to, have to hit the ground running and focus on that. Spent a few days away from the house and all that jazz. And I think I'm probably going to end up spending quite a few more days from the house and probably in, in different areas that I have to go visit now that I'm the manager. And so, uh, the good news, so the good opportunity news opportunity presents itself. Uh, so I, tra- I traveled for two years. Like I was in hotel rooms on stuff. It's kind of, uh, definitely during the, the time where I took a break, the, the for, hiatus. Yeah. We took a hiatus, but I think, you know, but I don't know if the listeners know, but I did not stop painting. No. Right. And, and that's, so that's kind of when you got into 40 K cause you're like, what models can I just pick up here while I'm out of state? Yeah. And just paint the hotel room. Oh, they yep. got a bunch of 40K stuff. Before Horus Heresy 2.0 came out, so I was uh, 
uh, painting 40k stuff in my hotel room, and I would just put it on the internet and sell it on eBay. I painted a Gazerkul, uh Ragnar. I painted Space Wolves up. I painted a bunch of Ultramarines. I just kind of went to town and just painted whatever because it was it wasn't really so much gaming. My fear was that I was going to atrophy, atrophy my uh, my my airbrushing, and so that's why I continued to to paint in my hotel rooms and all that jazz. Well, now like I'm dude, I'm deep into horse heresy again, deep into 40 K right now, just deep in a miniature painting for myself. Right. And so, uh, uh, being like when I was traveling and just doing it to do it, it was just one of those things where I would, you know, usually just like go out in their local town and try not to catch COVID and, uh, like try and go get something to eat and all that jazz and go back to my hotel room, watch whatever movies on and then maybe go paint. But like now, I like you know I'm in I'm in Houston sometimes and I feel like man dude I wish I was home painting this miniature to get ready for this weekend or because I'm one of those big like I don't want to show up on the table with like a plastic model or you know resin model that's unpainted it just doesn't professionals have standards yeah <laughs> and so uh, uh, now that I'm going to be traveling more I before previously what I was doing is I just had this little like not pelican pelican case it was like a just a hard case that i threw a bunch of paints in and brushes and then i had like a little mini airbrush that was like the little black compressor yeah like the handheld compressor not no no this was an actual uh, dude not that thing <laughs> but like yeah no this was an actual compressor and i actually took my evo with me and all that jazz and okay it was a it was a good time um so as soon as they told me, they're like, hey, you're probably going to have to travel. You're probably going to have to visit Pennsylvania. And I was just like, I guess I'll buy the Monument Hobbies Evo bag. <laughs> <laughs> the one has been sitting in my cart for two months. The one that's been sitting in my cart. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I picked up that Monument Hobbies uh, Evo bag, the travel bag. It's got, like, all the paint holders. It's got a little flip out that has, like, a little hobby desk for you. Uh, it's got little pre-cut holes so all of your Monument Hobbies Pro Crow can fit in there. It's got a little area for the Monument Hobbies uh, brush holder that I already have that holds my <laughs> Monument Hobbies <laughs> sable brushes. Dude, I was so pumped for this. As soon as they were like, hey, you're probably going to have to travel. I was like, yes. I was like, well, I got to buy this Well, now. I guess I got to go buy the Monument Hobbies travel bag. Oh, dude, I pumped for it, dude. It came in today. You saw it. What do you think? So that's a pretty pretty good piece of equipment. <laughs> I'm super a, excited for it, it. It's pretty high quality, I think. So the back area fits perfectly two of these. Oh, the uh, the hover cam or the the hover lights? No, this is just the light. I don't know what this is. Like it's the USB powered light that everybody buys off of Amazon. Okay, but the, uh, the little light bar on a on a little arm. Yeah, it fits perfectly into the rear of it and everything Hell like yeah. that. So I'm just gonna load up that thing. Uh, it's it's going everywhere with me. It's going Pennsylvania. It's like that is my new carry on <laughs> laptop bag. That is my. <laughs> that is my oh, you can fit your laptop in the back of that thing. <laughs> no, I'll put the lap the laptop and the company laptop is going in the uh, in the check bag. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. The uh, the paints and the models they're they're those are carry on. <laughs> those are getting handcuffed to your wrist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Super excited about that, man. Super excited to load that up. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to load up all my paints in there anyway and just keep that open on my desk. Like, pretty pumped about that just whole situation. situation a little bit. Yes, yes. 
What's, right now. What's that bag run? What are they charging for that bag? $195 for that bag. Okay. It is not cheap. Okay, I can see that. But it is worth it in my head. If I'm you got just, the scratch. As, as somebody who needs a little organization in there, in their situation. <laughs> as somebody who just got promoted at work, I get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who found it as a business expense and uses company. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's for travel, right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, accounting would freak out on me. <laughs> Why did you buy a a bag? It's like, yeah, I needed a bag to travel. What is Monument Hobbies? Chill, 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 chill. Just code it. Let me just Google your name and Monument Hobbies real quick. <laughs> so, what is code word RFI? Ten percent off your order. What does that even mean? So, yeah, I got my Monument Hobbies bag. I'm super stoked to use it. I'll probably be doing a review on it here later in the week once I get it all organized and all that jazz. I might just, like, stream out of that thing, dude. I'm pumped. I'm it it looks like a one-stop shop for everything you got to It is a mobile travel. hobby desk. And as somebody who worked on a non-mobile hobby desk and would have to repack everything in, because when you pack it the first time, it looks a lot better than when you repack it the second time and the third time and the fourth time and it's just like amalgamations of broken models covered in paint brushes and paints yeah yeah i know that feeling yeah it's not good it's not good so i'm looking forward to it i want to find something that holds models in there too okay um but yeah no got that super excited about that guy uh i don't know if we ever discussed have you ever used I, i know something i used in legion but i don't know if you've ever used it have you ever used the company Gaming Geek USA for their their bases? No. Okay. So, uh, that is something that... So, I'm not a... I'm sorry, Geek Gaming. Geek Gaming. Yeah. So, there's a company called Geek Gaming. Ga- Geek Gaming Scenics. There it is. They used to be a UK-based company, but I guess they... Uh, uh, recently got a U.S. Distributor? Distributor, supply. yeah. And so uh, uh, when I first ordered from them, I started playing Legion. They had this crazy Mars, like sand and all this stuff. It's like a red sand. Okay, I have seen their products. Yeah, their products are great for basing. So they have the best glue I've ever used, which is hard to... Hard to say because, like, it seems like it should just be PVA, but it's not. It's thicker. It's way stickier whenever it dries. I think, uh, I think, uh, what, Mod Podge? Hodgepodge? Mod Podge? Mod Podge. Mod Podge? Mod Podge. It's like a super sticky whenever it dries. Yeah, it's a little tacky. Yeah, so that's what their glue is. When their glue dries, it goes on like PVA and it dries like super, super sticky. And so they sell that. And it's formulated for their bases, like for their base scenics. So what you're getting is like the, uh, the little tub of basing material? Yes, a tub of okay. basing material. So it's meant to get absorbed in that and give it a really strong hold to your base? Exactly, exactly. And they also sell a spray that you can spray on there, which is a satin a satin uh, finish. The, yeah, the sealant spray. Yeah, I've, I've never used it because I just spray the, the AK Interactive on top of it. It works pretty well. But... Uh, um, Whenever I got into Legion, I wanted to do the, uh, what was that planet that they were on with the bugs? 
With the bugs. Attack of the clones. Uh, Attack of the clones. Oh, it's with the bugs. It's driving me crazy. I know. I know people that are listening to this Genosha? podcast. Genosha. 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 Yeah. 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 The red planet. Yeah, where they ended up in like that Coliseum. Yes. Genosha. Yeah. Yeah. Genosha. 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Red planet. Close enough. Yeah. So I did some clones from Genosha. So I wanted that red. Mar- like they they have a special formulated sand that's a red sand. Geonosis? Is that what it is? Is it Geonosis? I think it's Geonosis now. You now that you say that, that's not. Yeah. Yeah, it is Geonosis. Yeah, yeah. You were close. But you, yeah, Geonosis. Yeah, dude. People were mad at us for a second there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, calm down. All right, guys. We got it. I, okay. So, yeah, Geonosis. So, anyway. So they had this thing called uh, Luke's, Luke's Apps Basing Ready Mars Earth, mm-hmm. which is this guy right here. You can see what that looks like. It is like this super fine, fine tinted red sand. And like yeah. it is extremely nice for basing like Mars sand. Okay. Hell yeah. So I use that for my clones to make them look like they were on Geonosis, like fresh clones going in, doing the thing. I made a bunch of clone marines and all this stuff. But at the same time, I also had to base some. Uh, uh, some some Wookies, and so I got the uh, I got the, One of the woodland looking ones. Yeah, the Patchy Plains is what I got. Okay, and so I can have and like it comes with uh, it comes with the grass in it, the static grass. It has like sawdust. It has little little foams, yeah, gravels, yeah, all your aggregate. It's got everything in there. So when you dip it in, it comes out. Your base is ready. Like old school basing techniques. Uh, not really like if you're going resin basis, this isn't your, your jam right now, but you have to remember I have completely switched over to cobalt keep bases. Mm -hmm. So I've got to base my models now. So if I'm I'm not going to be using toppers and I need to use actual basing material and after, uh, some, some heavy thought, I have decided that I want, uh, more of a sandy base for my blood angels, my, uh, my 40k blood angels okay and so i went to these guys because and, and like i have the 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 grass the tufts i like i use that on that uh lord invocatus that i painted up the other day like a, like i have it but right now all of my blood angels for my 40k side are completely unbased like they're Ooh. just they're just fully painted models with like naked bases and like they're like either black bases or like black bases with red overspray on them like just because i haven't been sure how i wanted to base them but i think like a, a like a really darkish yellow uh sand color is gonna go pretty well with that red oh yeah it'll make it pop yeah it'll make it pop out pretty well and then so, if you dust it with that up the legs it'll really give you that contrast and that, it'll look good that is the plan so so yeah so what i ended up doing was I placed an order with them, and like what was crazy is I was for sure that they were going to uh, uh, take forever because uh, I remember last time it was a uh, because it came from the UK. I had to order from the UK. They had to go to customs, all that jazz to get to me. But now they have a US. They have gaming geekgamingusa.com, and so they have this US distributor now, and this everything they make is incredible. So I've 
I've never thought to shout them out because it was always kind of like one of those hassles where like you get it in and we just use resin bases anyway. But these guys are excellent. Like okay. I, I've used their products for, uh, uh, for my Legion stuff and all that jazz. And so here pretty soon, this is what I got. I got the desert sand and stone. And I also got the, uh, city rubble. Uh, it's part of their basing ready, uh, series. Okay. Yeah. Those look good. Yeah. I'm, I'm super, but like, so if you just put on the glue, hit it with that and then seal it and it looks like that. It does. hundred percent. Yeah. You're saving time versus painting a uh, pre-molded base. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're on the right step now, yeah. baby. So, uh, well, the one I really did want that they were out was this. This is sold out. Look at that hitter. Oh, grim, dark city rubble. Oh, that looks good. That that is that, that looks a lot like the the old cities of death basing kit. Yes, exactly. With that like tinted gray sand, that, like, yeah, that like slate looking. Mm-hmm. But without that like slate texture to like the the finer parts, like the bigger ones still kind of have that that good slate texture, but the little ones yep. look more like sand and dirt as opposed to the slate, which is like really weird at scale. And it's a uh, um, it's something that you. Check that one out. That one's the Tomb World. It comes with uh, little crystals, little green crystals inside what? of it. What? Yeah. So what, lucky it, charms in the box. <laughs> so something to say here is the way that these guys treat their basing material. It's a um, they understand scale, yeah. and so like you know how like if you glue sand to your model's base, it doesn't look like sand; it looks like gravel. It looks like gravel, exactly. So these guys use sawdust, or they use very fine sand to break stuff down to that level to make it more powdery, so it looks like dirt and looks like sand. And so, truly, all you have to do is just glue it, dip oh. it, grass it, done. And I imagine the sawdust just absorbs that adhesive. Yeah, and it looks good. And it just you don't you're not just dusting the table all the time. Yeah, and then you just hit it with a sealant; it's locked in; it's good to go. And that stuff, like I said, it's super tacky. It's extremely tacky. So you can put it on, let it dry for a little bit, then dip it. It's it's going to stay. It's it's not coming off. It's not peeling off. You're not losing anything like that. It's like super PVA glue. That's what's up. So super, super excited to get that in. I think it should be in sometime this week. But Hell yeah. So it's, it's another tool to have in the box. Good stuff. Geek Gaming Scenics is who that is. Um, as far as actually painting, I painted up that storm speeder, got that guy in a nice red. Um, I'm still loving the pro curl red. Um, oh yeah. You, uh, you sent some with me, like some like ivory and then like a light oh, gray. Yeah. And I use that for that, uh, Bjorn. Dude, that stuff's next level. It just takes that. It's like that one coat and like people. Well, it just, it works just right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Like on my brush, I like uh, just the, the slightest bit of water just to condition my brush. Yep. I don't need to mix nothing to the paint. The paint's already good to go. Airbrush, just a little bit of water, and that stuff just flows right through. It's like such high pigmented paint, too, that like it, it's a uh, vibrant. I think one of the biggest things that like I describe people is if you've ever used the Vallejo Metallic series, like the mm-hmm. alcohol stuff, where, where, where it's, it's like, in the, the bigger bottle. Yeah. And you just paint a single coat on, and it's exactly what you want. It's exactly the type of, like, flow you wanted. It's the... The right opacity. Yeah, the right opacity, everything like that. It's not, like, five or six coats on there. It's just one coat pass. That's what you're looking at when you're going with, like, Pro Acryl. So, uh, it's... Dude, it's... uh, 
We're not just plugging it because coupon code RFI is ten percent off your order at Monument Hobbies. It, if we're plugging it, it's good it's paint. G- it's good paint. <laughs> if we, if you can watch Michael using it on stream and you see what he's cranking out, and if that doesn't speak to its quality, I don't know what will. Oh, uh, yeah, it's beautiful stuff. I made a video on uh, uh, how to show people how to make a homemade wet palette. Yeah. So we have a local guy here. I won't drop his name or anything like that. We have a local guy here who's a younger cat. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, painting up some models, and he posts them up in the Discord and, and shows them off. And uh, he's been sitting on an airbrush, like he has the airbrush set up and all that jazz. He just hasn't really used it because he didn't know how to use it. He kept getting clogged on him. Ooh. He couldn't make it to the, uh, the, uh, the to class. the class, and so. Hold on. Sorry about that. So what I ended up doing was. Uh, I gave him instructions on how to clean it and all that stuff, where to find, everything like that. And uh, he started airbrushing his models. And I, I kind of gave him some guidance on how to make it look better. I, like, I made tutorials based on what he was asking me. Yeah, because if you got somebody asking you, you don't know how many people have those same questions yeah. you're afraid to ask. Or and how so, many people online have those questions. Yeah, since I can't, like, you know, show this guy in person, I was like, hey, I'll make you a tutorial. Here it is on the TikTok. Go watch it and all this stuff. And here recently I was trying to talk to him on how to make a wet palette because a lot of the paint, like the stuff that wasn't airbrushed, like when he started airbrushing, stuff started looking incredibly crisp. And so then it was like, okay, you showed me this model. It looked super crispy. And then you hand painted it. And like you just went a little too hard. Like it's like you got to thin that paint down. And so I told him, I was like, "Look, look, go ahead and, looking to wet palettes and this dude doesn't have a lot of money. And so what I did was I was like, I remember back in the day before we had jobs, mm-hmm. we had to make our own wet palettes. You know, yeah. it was one of those things. I was like, man, I was like these kids these days, they don't know how good they have it. Like army painter wasn't around when we were like, they were around, but you're yeah, getting they, paints from them. You yeah. weren't getting uh wet palettes like if you wanted a wet palette i don't even know where you could yeah, the, find one the the painting supply game has really been upped like i think you could look online at the time and there was some places but it wasn't easy it, it'd be like this huge thing for like you know painting on a on a canvas it wasn't like for miniature painting right and it definitely was not oh yeah because i've got like an a4 sized wet palette yeah somewhere. the yellow one right yeah i remember that freaking thing that thing was huge ah <laughs> oh, dude i remember that that thing was unwieldy. I remember that thing. Yeah, I had one that you size. You had to peel it off the top. It like, <laughs> like it was like this huge wet palette. And then like you're supposed to like just have the, the, the parchment paper for it. Well, it would come with like four or five of the sheets. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you can order those. more if you need them. And you never would. No, dude. I remember that thing. That thing was unwieldy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you had to do, or you go and look online. It stunk so bad whenever you open it up. <laughs> well, because you got to put a little dish soap in there, otherwise it gets all mildewy. Yes, dude. Holy cow. Now that I think about it, I remember that thing. I don't yeah. remember where I bought it. I want to say it was probably Hobby Lobby if we both had one. Well, I don't but, have the yellow one, but I have one like that, that style. Yeah. So it's a little nicer. Like It's not like opening up the, the cake container from Walmart or just... Yeah, everybody, dude. You're waking up everybody in the house. Absolutely. 
Man, but no, but no, it is this A4 size, like huge. Like I went to the cult of paint class with that, and I got made fun of for being, <laughs> I brought enough wet palette for the whole class. Everybody just go ahead and use Derek's wet palette. Just crowd around him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I forgot about that thing. Yes, yeah. So yeah, it was not easy to get a wet palette. So like, I remember what we were doing is we were wrapping parchment paper around towels, wrapping parchment paper around uh, sponges. And so what I did was I showed like, hey, this is what we used to do. Wink, wink. In case y'all are, you know, coming in on a budget, it's maybe go find in the day. Yeah, go find yourself a sponge. Doing, go find yourself some, some parchment paper. Doing some high school hammer. Yeah, dude. So, uh, uh, it's been so long since it's been like a like a a budget in that mindset where it's mm-hmm. like uh like. I'm not going to go look for sand in the side of the road for basing materials. But I remember back in the day, you drive by some place and they had like a pile of like, like landscaping sand. You're like, maybe I get a cup of that. Do you remember the, do you remember like back in high school when we were poor, uh, the go-to that everybody said was to go to the gutter and go through the sifted sand in the gutter. Oh yeah. Cause it would work like a, like a sieve where just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? It's like, hey, go to where the where the gutter drains are, and then right there, it's going to get trapped at the gutter get drain. Is like the best sand you could use for basing. And I was thinking about that. Like, I was thinking about, okay, I'm going to teach this kid how to like get a wet palette. And I was thinking, it was, like, it was like that, and it was baking soda because baking. Soda oh yeah, has baking that, soda that consistency. And like, dude, I remember because I had baking soda in the fridge, and. I remember I would use so much baking soda for uh, uh, for my basing stuff, and so I just kept taking baking soda from the fridge, and then like I'd throw it away, and I'm like, oh, there's more baking soda in the fridge. And my mom one time she was like, "Who is using the baking soda in the fridge? Like, why is <laughs> what it? What are you using it for? What are you using it? Like, it's meant to stay in the fridge. And so, and like, deodorize it. What are you doing? It, keep in mind, this is the 2000s, so like, people are thinking about crack cocaine and all this stuff. <laughs> and so, my mom and dad like had a sit down with me, and they were like, "What are you using this baking soda for?" I was like, "Oh, I use it for my models." And like, what do you show us? Okay, so you using this to pay for your Warhammer stuff? Is that what's going on? Are you a dealer? Yeah, yeah. So like, so I had to because like my parents just see like baking soda going missing they have no idea that i'm using this for basing and i'm not telling them that i'm taking this is the height of like cable news like where are your kids right now are they doing crack are they doing crack cocaine if you see baking soda missing you should probably keep an eye (laughs) on your kids right and so uh they're cutting their cocaine with it and so like i remember like my mom and dad they were just like hey are you using the baking soda? I was like, yeah, I use it for my Warhammer stuff. Like, well, show us how, where you're using how it for. How are you, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what specifically? Because for one, it was the, one of our children is taking baking soda <laughs> out of the fridge. We're not mad. We're confused. Yeah. It's like, we're, it's, we had a full thing of baking soda in here and half of it's gone. <laughs> what is happening to it? And I'm like, once again, I'm not telling them. I'm just like, hey, here's, this is what I need for my hobby. Baking soda. And then they're just like. What? Show us what you're using for. I'm like, oh, it's for my bases. Look, and I'll show them my bases. Like, and then I have the conversation that like me, you, and Sam had. It's like, see how it's finer than this finer than yeah, sand. See, so if I use sand, it doesn't look like sand because the scale looks like gravel, and I want it to look like sand, so I get something finer. And this, and I was that deep in that conversation with my parents, who were probably rolling their eyes, like, okay, cool, thank God, our son's a nerd, not doing crack cocaine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> manufacture. Cool, probably don't have to worry about drugs. <laughs> yeah, or. Like pregnancy, let's just 
Let's go ahead. They're all, oh, cool. Good job. Yeah. Do you just need to buy your bacon soda or you just buy some bacon soda next yeah, we, time? Yeah, it's 98 cents. We'll go get you some bacon <laughs> yeah, soda. Just, just take the bottle out. Just take the box out of the fridge. It's like, oh, hell yeah. We'll buy new ones. <laughs> so, yeah, there's an unlocked memory right there. That's what I'm here for. Because <laughs> I did have a little, I had a little bowl of baking soda that would just roll my models in. Well, it's like that, and also for uh, super glue because those old metal models, you needed something. Oh yeah, that super glue and baking soda gives it some structure. <laughs> it helps you fill in those gaps. It's gap filler. It holds those big old metal dreadnoughts together. It, and sh- material straight up a accelerant. Before we could just go buy any accelerant we wanted, baking soda. You got to hit him with a little salt bay technique with the baking soda. Yeah, immediately. But like you know, talking with this kid, you know, this kid like I've had a job since i was 16 you know like had access to money and thinking about this kid it's like man dude like there's not a lot of there's like people out there telling you what to buy but like nobody's telling you like what the, to do when you can't buy it the old gorilla gorilla like warhammer Back you know in the old country <laughs> yeah everybody's got contrast paints <laughs> we used to use dirty water to <laughs> wash our models <laughs> dirty paint water <laughs> do you remember that yeah. We thought we were so cool. <laughs> we couldn't buy no oil, so we just... It wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, this is before... Like, like, I think there was, like, the inks. There was the inks. There I was, like, chestnut that. ink and, I think, a black ink. Yeah. And that was, that was your known oil and your Agrax. Yeah, we would... And so, instead, what we would do is... Those we were would, expensive. Those were, like, $8 a pot. Oh, my God. Yeah, we would save our dirty paint water. And just homemade known oil, baby. And you just wash your whole model with that dirty paint water and... Yeah, you would think it looked great, and it probably and we, did. We thought it looked great. It looked great to us. I wouldn't want to see those models now. <laughs> oh God, no! Leave those in the garage where they're at. I see people post a lot. Oh, here's my first model, and here's a model I just painted. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. I wasn't anywhere near that. So, I got space wolves look like Clayface from Batman. Oh, dude. So, guys. I'm curious. I'm throwing this out there right now before we get into this uh, conversation about assault marines. If you have some old methods of modeling that you remember that was just sounds crazy now, please hit us up. Hit us up. Give us a voicemail. What happened uh, back in the day? Oh, some back in the day voicemails. Hit us up in the Discord. Let us know some of the stuff you did. I'm uh, I'm very curious. I feel like John Christensen's going to come in and be like, back in my day. I, oh, I bet he's got a library. Of we didn't have we didn't have snippers, so I used two obsidian rocks that I pushed together <laughs> and cut models. Well, yeah, so I was looking for something to cut my guys off the spruce, so I got into the uh, the chipping the obsidian and making like, <laughs> yeah. like native style. <laughs> we didn't have clippers. We use two butter knives and, and like, toenail clippers. <laughs> at this point, if John just comes out, is like, oh, yeah, no, I'm actually really good at this because I tried it for this. And so I went hard into it for a weekend and I got really good at it. Like, I, I believe him. Just I would, too. Any, like, random skill. Yeah. But, yeah, hit us with the back in the day tactics. Give us a, give us a call at 361-265-8658. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. I'd love to hear it. So, Man. but, what yeah. A, what a dive. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, that was my hobby progress was uh, helping this boy out. So doing the Lord's work. All right, let us move on to some assault marines talk. All right, so we put it out there, and you guys have answered. So first things first, I want to go ahead and we're going to go in order, right? And we're going to go in order for. And what we did was we actually made a channel dedicated 
to the assault Marines portion of our last episode. Yes. And so if you are in the discord, you could go in there and you could go voice your opinion on what we got wrong or yeah, just how, how heresy Marines have been working. Yeah, for you. If your experiences are different from ours, if you find a use case we didn't think about or something to add to the squad. Yep. Yep. Where is it? That is the monthly penny competition. Yeah, it's it's under the, the main oh, there text channels. There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. All right. Scroll to the top. Because we're going to go from the very, very top. top. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So the first comment on here was, I'm not happy about it. Personally, I believe they should have been released something before announcing they're being removed. <laughs> He's like, talking about 40K <laughs> assault yeah, 40, marines. Yeah, they did squat a bunch of the 40K. Hello, Roomba. Roomba? Roomba made a guest appearance. He's not happy about not being on his charging base, it sounds like. Well, I don't know what he's going to do about it. He can't get there now because he's stuck. Is that what the alarm is for? That's what the alarm is for. Oh, okay. He did a half-assed job <laughs> vacuuming this room, and I think it's because he got stuck way over there. That's rough, buddy. Yeah, well, that's what happens. All right. So, yeah, they are sunsetting the assault marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfortunate, but got it. they got to make room for new stuff. Sucks. Oh, by the way, by the way, time out. Time out on Assault Marines. Okay. Talk to me. What's going on? So I just got done reading Devastation of Ball. Yes, sir. Okay. That is the book where Dante realizes an arm of the Leviathan is coming for Ball. Okay. And you find out that the Tyranids intentionally attack ball even though they know that it is not beneficial to them because of how angry they are at blood angels like the the hive mind itself of leviathan just does not like blood angels so it intentionally attacks the blood angels right okay okay all right so that is part of this book yes sir i'm trying to follow you dante brings in all of the Blood Angels chapters. Calls them all back. Asks them to come in. Breaks Codex. You're not supposed to be have this many people. Right? Calls everybody in. All the chapters. He says, hey, you don't have to listen to me. Technically, this is illegal. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I can't command you back. Right. But it'd be real cool if you if could you send came us some in homies. on your day off and fought some Tyranids. It's like so... And so... All the chapters operate on their own. They don't like... Truly, a chapter master from the uh, from Atlantean spears, yeah, or flesh terrors, lamenters. They are just as high rank as Dante yeah. himself. They are they are as autonomous. Yes, and so he calls them all back in, and pretty much all the Blood Angels chapters answer the call, right? Yeah, why wouldn't you? And so the book to me, like I'm in it, right? I'm I'm in it. And by the way. Uh, there's spoilers for this, so I would say probably if you don't want to hear spoilers for Devastation of Ball, I'll probably skip ahead probably about seven minutes. It's gonna, we're going to get pretty deep into this. Oh, so. oh, my God. So anyway, so in this book, in these books, um, he calls everybody in, and they have like this big, you know, like, hey, we're here for you. Like, we don't care. We're here to fight. Like, we're going to protect our, our gene scenes, home world. Like our, and everybody's all in it. Like, Sanguinius unites them all together. They're, uh, uh, they're, they're all coming to fight. 
Yeah. Okay, they all show up in their ships. Huge fleet, massive fleet. You've got all these people that are inside the Ark Angelicum to uh, to protect and all this jazz. Just this huge, huge battle. All right? And everybody gets devastated, right? All the chapters get devastated. They're trying to hide relics. They're doing everything they can. And then... Uh, Rubute Gilliman shows up at the okay. end, right? As the savior, right? And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, Robo's here. Ah! <laughs> everybody, like, uh, everybody run. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. He's here. He's got, he brought the Ultramarines from Cadia. It's so badass. And then Dante's like, and then I get approached by this crimson red Marine standing taller than any Marine I've seen. And he's like, who are you? And why are you wearing the angels colors or whatever? Cause he's in blood angels armor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, we're the, like, I'm a primaris blood angel. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, Oh, you'll you will later on. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this is the first time he's meeting blood angels that are the primaris blood angels. Like, it's crazy. This is crazy to me. He's meeting them for the first. And then I realized, and it took me out of the story fully. That this is how they wrote the first board out of oh, can- no. canon. I was like, oh, they oh. wrote this book to explain why there's no more firstborn blood angels. Oh. Like, because they all died, like, valiantly trying to protect oh, Ball. No. And they're, they're this, like, this Primaris Marine's like, yo, we're all fresh. Everybody's gone already tight. Like, I was like, hey, what's up? We're, we're new hotness. Yeah, they was like, immediately took me out. How much time? I got four minutes left. Dude. I was immediately out of it at that point. I was like, Damn, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I was like, you just, you killed off all the firstborn Marines. And like from here on out, uh, Dante's like, we're going to do our best. And we're going to get all these factories set up to start making Primaris Marines. Rubute, no problem, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, so like in canon, there is no more Blood Angel. I don't know about Space Wolves. I've heard. They th- did the opposite with Space Wolves. They found like a pocket dimension on Prospero where a bunch of the 13th company got like sucked into <sighs> during the siege of Prospero. So there's like oh, just a contingent of 30, uh, 30K Space Wolves just hanging out now. Well, yeah. So like, so Blood Angels wise, according to canon, according to Devastation of Ball, they're like, oh yeah, dude, we're just not making like, we're going to revamp all of our factories to make Primaris Marines and like, they're not making like firstborn Marines anymore. Just regular Marines. Why would you? Yeah. Like why, why would you at this point? So yeah. So we got three minutes left before. Yeah, dude, totally kill it for me. So talking about sunsetting assault Marines. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I see the plot now. I see, I see where you're going. I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, Oh, I was like, like okay, su- this okay. Cool storyline. Okay. S- seven minutes. We're spent seven minutes on this. Okay. All right. I'm going yeah. to buckle up and get me, give me some popcorn and a drink. We're going the on book's right. good. The book's good. There's like okay. so many, uh, like, there's so many, like, well, okay. It's kind of it's kind of crappy in the way that they they portray the Blood Angels as like super vampires. Like they hit hard on the vampire side of them. Yeah. Like there's even a part where this dude like has like a little surf and he like breaks his neck. Like a dude who's a surf who like snuck around and like tricked a. Uh, 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 tricked another chapter master to come talk to another chapter master and he's all like thank you he's like i knew that you would you know 
follow me as he needed to. And then he just like breaks his neck and then just starts like, he's like, leave. I don't want you to watch me feast. And you're like, what? Like, that's your surf. Like, the dude didn't even do anything. He's Damn. like, it's messed up. Like, you're like, Damn. Like the Blood Angels a lot less in a, in, like, I knew it happened. I just don't like to, like, it, to me, it was always like bad guys they did it to. It was never just like their own dudes they were eating. So. Damn, that sucks. It does suck. Uh, so. Space wolves aren't allowed to be cool. Well, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like every time, every, every cool thing that happens for Space Wolves in the novels, they immediately like, oh, by the way, did you know that Space Wolves also are like super not cool? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they did to these like, Blood uh, Angels. And I'm like, you know what? World Eaters aren't that bad. At least they're openly evil. <laughs> like, at least they openly worship corn and like they know they're bad. Whereas like Blood Angels, they're like secret evil. Mm. And then like there's a one point where like Dante's like, like a... Uh, uh, Gabriel Seth is like talking to Dante and he's like, Oh, uh, you smell a little different. And he's like, and Dante's like, I haven't feasted in a long time until now. He's like, Oh, so you just killed a random innocent person. That's kind of shitty of you. But anyway, all right, let's kick back. We got, we got one minute left. Uh, yeah. So how about, how about it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you seven minutes, dude. Drove me crazy. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of feelings to have about it. But yeah, I mean, as far as like sunsetting the stuff, it it sucks. I'm not happy about it, but out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, the the old stuff. You're still gonna be able to find it. There's gonna be people getting rid of it. Like I'm still able to go and like find online second edition Space Wolves backpacks with the back banners. Yeah, or a close enough approximation to 3D print. So, no, yeah, I, I understand people not liking that, but they they got to make room for new stuff they want to do, and that's just kind of the way it is. I'm not mad at it either. I'm not mad at it either. I'm just mad that it was in the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just mad that the book was solely written for that. All yeah. right, guys. Welcome yeah. back. All right. No more spoiler talk. Back to Assault Marine talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was funny that he hopped in and was talking about how unhappy they were. So. Okay. So, as far as 30K. Uh, the first person that came in was Mr. Eric Prospero Brooks over in mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful Canada. Uh, he said, my assault Marines have always eaten booty, which yeah. that's fair. Like I, I get why he's saying that. It says it is definitely one of those things where I have not had the best assault mar- Marine experience either. I know historically they were pretty good last edition. They just, the fact they were hitting weapon skill five on fours meant weight of attacks they were a bigger threat than they looked like. Yes, definitely so. And and, and it is and then, definitely something that we didn't say last episode was the squad size of 20 or anything like that. But it's a... Uh, it's just more you're investing into them. Like, yeah, a 20-man assault squad could probably handle like a five-man elite... elite Terminator squad, squad, yeah. Elite combat squad is actually a good, better term to put that. Yeah, but then it's like, well... How many, like, like, what are the points? What's the point spread out here? Yeah. No, no. I see, I see exactly. I see what you're but saying it, there. If you're relying on your special weapons, more guys means more special weapons, means more ablative wounds for special weapons. But I, I think there's still, then they're relying on their numbers. Yep. And they're still not really punching above their weight. Agree. You're just bringing more weight. Uh, powerful Smasher 2225 says, and we are getting Mark 6 Salt Marines soon. So, we yes, sure are. We sure are. I'm looking forward to it. I will. 
I think uh, there's a number of 3D modelers who have already made the arms for them. I know Arsons of All has already made the arms for yeah, them. Yeah, he's got despoiler arms for the Mark VI. And I believe he's already also made the jump pack for them. Yeah, I'm the, pretty sure that's his jump pack as well. Okay. Which would make sense because he is also came to the... <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he came to stepping the, up to bat. The defense of these assault Marines. So Artisans of All, powerful Artisans of All says... I totally agree with the harassment task that was mentioned, but I think the unit size of 20 shouldn't be overlooked. While a harassment unit sounds like it should be a, should be small, having a larger unit size means you can harass targets you otherwise couldn't just because they have more Marines in. But I guess that depends on the meta in your area. Yes. So, so definitely, once you start looking at a... 20-man assault squad. That's what, 80 attacks on the charge if nothing's happened to you, right? Yes. and Roughly 80 attacks. No, definitely 80 attacks on the charge. And 81 attacks? If you're counting in Hammer Wrath. Because there's their one attack base plus one for extra close combat weapon plus one for charging. So 30 attacks on the charge. Oh, I'm sorry, so 60, 60 attacks on the charge. Well, technically 61 attacks on the charge. Yeah. Because you got your sergeant in there. And that's not including special weapons or anything like that. That's just like base 61 attacks on the charge. Yeah. Um, not looking at, you know, what's in base contact, not looking at, you know... Yeah, hammer. it's hard to get, like, a math hammer on that because positioning is going to be really key in that. Yeah, and you're not going to have some Civil War fighting. But I, I definitely get what he's saying. I mean, they, they definitely can harass smaller units. And I think uh, my argument to that would be the points investment that you put in a squad that size. Because what's that looking at at that point? I think it's like 200 something points. Uh, 285. Yeah, 285 Before points. Before upgrades. Before upgrades is... Uh, and, and, or 265. And, and without any you know power fists in there, without plasma pistols if you're taking it, or inferno pistols if you're taking them, uh, power... Well, and one of the big things he did say was the power lance... Is kind of the go-to right now. Yes. So Lance just being bonus to your initiative all the time. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that still trips me up. And I had to learn the hard way. It's like, no, even if they get charged, they still get that plus one to their initiative. So always fight first. So I will say, yeah, initiative five, that's a huge boost. So it, it is something. And, and like Especially if you're pairing them with something that gives them plus one to hit, where now that they are hitting elite units on fours, they're just getting hit back on threes. That initiative bonus is going to help. And I think I think my question always comes to when you compare something, especially when you're looking at twenty points, right? You're looking at a twenty point model. I'm sorry, it's a twenty man unit, and you're looking at two hundred sixty five points for that. That is a a unwieldy size unit at that point. Yes, you're not hiding it. You're you are moving a massive unit around the table, and what it can do package wise, I think. Where I tend to see the the where I see the math kind of fall off is in my head I want to get my points investment back from the unit and on a kind of like on a one for one basis. So when I think about a predator and what I spend on a predator, the units I kill I want to uh, recoup that from the from the predator. And so I'm going to if my predator can do damage to a unit, I'm trying to. Uh, recoup those points back out of my out of my enemy. So mm-hmm. when I think of a predator full last cannons, I know that in order to get my points back as quickly as possible with that, I need to target another vehicle or something big. When I think about 265 points jumping around the table, 
and the type of units that I can target with that, right? It it just shrinks a little bit, right? It's a little bit more difficult for me to be able to get those points back against what essentially could be a better fighting elite unit. Because if somebody's going to spend, I mean, even if they gobble up, let's say, two hundred and thirty point Tacman squads, right? Or they gobble up uh, two scout squads or anything like that. It's they've got a lot of work to do to catch up with the, that kind yeah. of points investment. Yeah, especially if they're kind of swinging down a little bit, mm-hmm. then they, that means that they have to eat two units, which so, is possible. But I mean, yeah, they they can do it. It's just now you're now you're in this positioning battle. You're playing chess, right? And and, and I guess uh, the ability to punch up with twenty men, I do see that as a possibility, uh, as especially being that tar pit, that open tar pit. Uh, because there is going to be situations where you do put that 20 man in a position where it is there is a scare tactic involved in it like nobody wants to fight 20 chain swords and so it is one of those things where um it's it's very aggressive and uh, <laughs> and uh it's I, very I, honest yeah i i do think that something that was brought up and uh it was actually let me see who brought that up to us it was just recently because it was something we didn't mention oh this can came from uh panzer Shrek, that we did not talk about chain swords now having shred yeah because that is something that if you were look look at last edition we're hitting on fours well now everything has that shred in, intertwined in it it's mm-hmm. going to let you wound much better you know much better it depends on what you're swinging on. If you need fours to wound, it's great. Rerolling fours is awesome. Well, even rerolling fives is awesome. I mean, What's rerolling in five? general is awesome. What do we see in this toughness five? If you're swinging on Sons of Horus where you get that minus one, then yeah. You're, you're swinging strength three into toughness four. Then you need fives. If you're fighting a dreadnought, shred doesn't mean you can fight a dreadnought. Yeah, it's just like if you're hitting on fours, getting that extra 25% of wounds isn't isn't uh yeah it's nothing to shake a stick at but yeah it it still doesn't give you the weight you need to really go after like a 10-man terminator squad right so no i see what you're saying on that one like like it it all kind of adds up to make them really good at what they're what they're really good at like if they're swinging at power armor yeah all day just throw more shit throw more throw more four up wounds on them yeah, if they're swinging down, and, and, and but, I was looking at the math because against the dreadnought, even with even if you do get all sixty of those attacks, you're hitting it on fives because it's weapon skill five, and now you're wounding it on sixes with a reroll, and it's got a two up armor save. You're doing a wound if that. And just to make sure here, and just to check, what is the? Because I also think about when you're talking about a twenty man squad. Let's say if you did charge a dreadnought with a twenty man squad, how many of that twenty man can actually fight? It that all depends on your positioning. If you've got it actually surrounded, uh, I'd have to see like the the geometry involved there. But I think you can get most of those guys to swing. Because mm. I know for sure a ten man squad can fully attack. I don't know what you start yeah. looking at when you go into a twenty man squad. If you need a really, if you need a, a long charge and you just kind of barely get your charge. All of your guys are probably not going to get to swing with that big old unit. Hmm. But this is like the ideal situation where you just jump all the way around it 
and then just charge it from all sides. Yeah, they are a good. They are a good scare tactic. Um, it's just. Uh, I really think their wheelhouse is. Oh, did your opponent take two tax squads for his compulsory and think that'll hold objectives for him? Go get him. This is Sick now threatening em. that. Sick him. Yeah. So. Because even if they do have a babysitter, like these guys can kind of move around it unless it's something big enough to wrap their unit. Yeah. So that was Artisans of Vols comment. Raptor yeah. Imperialis said, my assault Marines are fast scoring units. That's all. I never want them in close combat. They just run 16 inches to get on an objective and then stay there scoring it until they die. They've won me a lot of games like this. Yeah, and that's exactly what you said last episode. That's how I played them as well. These guys are meant to get to the objective and then just hold it. Just sit on it. Very quickly. Which I still hold, if you're grabbing at turn one, a Dispoiler Squad with a Apothecary and a Rhino. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, give them that four-up invul or that four-up feeling of pain. Sit them on the objective, they last a little bit longer. It just kind of depends on what your opponent's throwing at them and whether or not you need them to kind of... Whether or not the objective that they are going after is cut and dry. If they need to kind of... like, Especially if you're doing Day of Revelation where they're dropping in and you kind of have to play it by ear. Well, I do also like that they have the ability to drop in. So because you don't have to immediately say... Okay, it's like so with a Rhino, you are stuck in your deployment zone. Yes. Now, if I'm playing uh, Hammer and Anvil... Right, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in my deployment zone, and so I have the the flexibility with assault marines to say, "Hey, I'm deep striking." At the beginning of the game, yeah, but there, you also have the benefit of day of revelation to say, "Hey, I'm going to be here turn two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because not everybody gets that benefit. Yeah. No, I, I, and it's kind of one of those things, like, even if they didn't show up till turn three, I'm still catching up at the same time as a Rhino would get there. Well, if you're playing this and you're going real hard and heavy into it, you're going to have a game eventually where they don't show up till turn four. Yeah. But I think... Uh, and then you got to have a plan for that. No, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's not likely, but eventually it's going to happen. The same with that uh, disorganized deep strike assault. Eventually it's going to happen. In the same way that eventually a rhino is not going to make it to a far objective. Yeah. I guess that's how you want to. Eventually your opponent's going to seize the initiative on you and pop your rhino. Or just it's going to get out in the open and just never make it to that objective, you know. It's going to get immobilized. It's going to meet a Derradeo. Or you'd be like, I got a dozer blade. I can make that jump. Snake eyes. So, yeah, it's just it's you choose your poison. You pick your poison. It's. Yeah, I'm not saying like we're, I'm not saying you got to choose which one's the lesser of the risks. I'm just saying be aware. You know, like you can't entirely mitigate these risks. Just kind of be aware of what you're looking down and what could happen. Because I think my rhino getting immobilized and getting sucked that doesn't ruin my game as much as a uh, disorganized deep strike did. <laughs> yeah. Now, I also had all my eggs in that basket, and everything else I had just kind of failed. So that's really not a, a super fair comparison, I think. But 
you're in this like a uh, classic space wolf mindset now. <laughs> you just don't deep strike anymore. <laughs> just feet stay on the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Lehman Russ had that happen to him once. And he's like, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> no. That's what really happened. I'm not going to show up in a damn wall in my Terminator armor. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was because the top knots got sucked into the intake on the jump packs. <laughs> So Eric once came back and he says, I tried running Eidolon with mine, 15 dudes plus an apothecary, but it never works. Maybe throw them at some TAC Marines to take their objectives. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, you can stack cool stuff in them. There's not stuff cool enough to make them swing up really well. Yeah, it just makes them a little bit more survivable at that point. Um... <laughs> Cool story. He said, I mean, could you really not tell Horace was evil? Looked pretty damn evil to me. <laughs> I said, unfortunately, his last name was Heresy. So <laughs> they, they set him up. Uh, coming back to Artisan, he says, one thing I want to highlight is Lance as the power weapon of choice for the standard Marine. Yeah, the power it works work. so well, both on the offensive and as harassment unit, because the extra initiative allowing them to attack first. Being just Marines means they get to hit early, wounding on threes, making the unit more likely to survive the return hits and maintain its ability to harass the enemy and not become useless after one engagement. However, not being AP2 has to be recognized as a big limitation, though if an assault they take the hits on the Artificer Armor Sergeant and he's the only one with a power weapon, I will be fine if he tanks most of the hits for the unit if he dies by the end of it. So in an assault, that feels like a trap. So he's saying that... Because the spears are AP3. If even you're, if you're charged, yeah, you the, are going to fight first. Yes, and then your power spears swing first to AP3. If your opponent says, no, I'll take those on my Artificer Armor Sergeant. Again, eventually you're, that first die is going to drop a one, and there he goes, and the rest of the unit. Yep, and now you're, in, you're basically fishing that two plus armor save out of the unit. Yeah. And then, and then if that's the guy who had a power weapon, power fist, something like that, where it's exactly. really hurting you, you kicked that out of the unit early on, which yeah, is it, very smart. Yeah. The, the power spears is something that we definitely overlooked. Yes. Cause I, I think right now it's a really strong choice. Last edition, it was axes all day. Axes are bust. Yeah. Nothing but axes, but it fought last. <laughs> well, yeah, but then this unit, if they're fighting terminators, Terminators either have a power sword or something that swings last. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're striking the same time with Terminators anyway, unless you happen to be cool and be Emperor's children. Yeah, it sounds like in this case, what he's talking about is goading that Artificer armor out before anybody even fights. Yeah. So Initiative 5, get them to try and get that Artificer armor to fail. And then now you've got, once it does, now you've got your your uh, uh, chain swords not fighting artificer armor or artificer armor not tanking a large number of your uh, right but I don't know even with that let's say I do have this unit tricked out I've got power spears I've got a chaplain I've got an apothecary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's gonna be let's say they all have power spears because I love that initiative except for the chaplain or maybe he's got a power spear too because he wants initiative six can they all take power spears uh, one in five can. Yeah, so you got your two. sergeant can. So you got three power spears in your unit. You got a twenty man unit. So you got four in the unit, and you got the sergeant. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You got the apothecary, and then you have the chaplain. So you're getting what two, three, uh, four becomes twelve attacks. 
goes to 17 with the sergeant, plus the apothecary takes him to 20 attacks with power spears. Hitting on four re-rollable. Let's say we're let's say we're swinging up now. Let's say we're trying to think this unit's a little big for its britches, and they're swinging into elite terminators or command squads, something like that. They're hitting on fives, re-rolling with a chaplain. Mm-hmm. So then they're wounding. Now they're wounding on threes without shred. That's that's not bad. But if you're swinging on a command squad, if you're swinging on you know Lokitari, if they have a two up save. You are not fighting them with power spears. Yeah, I think he's more talking about fighting tactical squads and and yeah. fighting down to goad out artificer armor. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that definitely helps them fighting out like a tricked out tax squad or like a. Uh, and most tax squads are going to be minimum artificer armor. Yeah, you get so much for that ten points. Yeah, yeah, it like to me. Yeah, they're a little better than we made them out to be. If you go that route with them. But they're still not swinging up. No, no, I would not swing up with even with power spears, even tricked out with power spears. I'm, I'm not swinging up with them. Yeah. So. No, but but good insight there. Yeah, that, but they, yeah, that is something we missed. The power spear does add a lot to the unit. Uh, some assault marines, and this is coming from powerful May Gelt. Some assault marines are more equal than others. I'm looking at you, your world eaters, with your OP chain axes, bonus to charge range of plus four, and additional attacks. Yeah. So basically, the the bonus to your charge distance from being world eaters stacks with your movement charge yep. bonuses, and they just have this massive threat range. And then plus they have chain axes. Yeah. And then plus they have uh, their plus one attack. If you're not doing the crazy like. Yeah. Plus two attacks, the Crimson Path. Crim- uh, some no, I don't think it's Crimson Path. Uh, but whatever it is, it's it's one of their one of their rights of war. Yeah, it gives them plus two attacks on the charge instead of the plus one attack. Well, yeah, because they get plus one for being world eater, and then the other bonus they add to it. So they're just a massive volume of attacks. Especially when you're starting to look at like, because that's a what that would be like a hundred attacks for the unit. Five attacks on the charge, right? Yeah, and a twenty man. And so that's 100 attacks. 101 attacks, baby. And that is at strength 5, right? Yes, because they get plus 1 strength from the chain axe. Yeah. Minus power weapons or whatever. And chain axe has shred? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. No, that is a... uh, More attacks, more better. But they're still not fighting a dreadnought. Why aren't we seeing that on the table? Like, why are we not seeing that versus... Because I see a ton of... I'm not seeing a lot of world eaters just in our local area right now. Well, even at the events we went to, I saw two world eater armies and none of them were running assault marines. I don't know if it's just that the, what are they called? The rampagers are more appealing. I think that's what's going on right now. Because that's, that's your elite combat unit right there. I just see because they can have the meteor hammers that are just like out initiative, like a higher initiative than your opponent's Praetor. Hmm. So I think those are reach two. Yeah. I'm trying to think about why, like, I think it's going to be in the same kind of category as, like, Blood Angels right now is is there's just better, better, options. better options to do it. Because, like, we were talking about, you know, the uh, um, the Blood Angels... Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreakers came up in conversations. Like, well, obviously, I'm going to take Dawnbreakers. And it's like, well, that's probably why you're not seeing. So, And I think, really, what we should just be wishing for, it sounds like we're just needing a discount on... On assault marines, in order to bring them along, because 
Yeah. There's way better options for... And if we're not going to discount them, I think they should get Heart of the Legion and Spy to the Legion. Yes. Because now you stick an apothecary with them, and if they're on an objective, they got a four-up, feel no pain. And go nowhere. It's huge. This unit becomes a massive problem, especially if your opponent's relying on something like a talent for murder, and now you've got a 40-man count squad. It's huge. Okay. Uh, Eric says a chaplain can really make them put some more work in. I find then you reroll your hits and wounds with chain swords going in. Yeah. Hatred and shred are really good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like kind of what I was looking for is what, what we were missing that like the missing piece that lets them fight elite assault units. Yep. And they're really just not meant for that. Like, by the time you get them there, you've stacked so much stuff in the unit that's like, hey, for less points, you could just take a 10-man elite assault unit with those same bells and whistles. Travis says, I run a 15-man squad with chaplain and apothecary in my sons of Horus, and they do work. Granted, I don't throw them at weapon skill 5 specialist units if I don't have to. I use them to crush squishy things. Yeah. So the Sons of Horus, their Legion trait, on the first round of combat, your opponent is at minus one strength to hit them. So that, that bumps their survivability a lot. Uh, DA9 says, after listening to the episode, now I don't want the Assault Squad and this Chaplain anymore. And then Travis says, like I said, mine do work, but you have to make sure you use them against the right target. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's something that we wanted to... to yeah, set. that's the name of the game. That is the name of the game, is using them for those right targets. Like, there's going to be instances, and we talk about this all the time, where just like your assault cannon will have and get its rending off. And every, and every time you think of the assault cannon, you know that it can yeah. blow up Those are the memories that tank. stick with you. Is those are the memories you stick with Yeah. You're going to have to use that Assault Marines like to actually assault stuff. You are going to have to, at some point, tactically remove your Assault Marines off the table by sending them to their death. Yeah, and but sometimes and, and, if that's what you got to do, they the dice might swing and they might pull off some stuff that they're not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. It's just putting them in the situation where they can do better and have the chance of getting their points back is going to always be preferred in my mind. Yeah. What I was kind of wanting to do is just kind of highlight the difference between what people remember them doing from last edition and what they do now. Because they, they don't... They used to just have the volume of attacks. They're hitting on fours like everybody did. And you're just getting so many attacks in with them that they're able to just sw just swing up a weight class. Definitely. And they don't do that as well as they used to. Like, they are still a, a very viable unit. You just have to know what you're doing with them. And I think a lot of the upgrades people are suggesting, they're, they're good if you try to do all of it to have it combined to have this really good close combat unit. It's still not going to... Like, there'll be comparable points, but not as good in combat as a command squad, uh, your Dawnbreakers, Lokitari, things like that. For sure. But but that's because they're meant to do, do, to do different things. Right. You don't want your Dawnbreakers capturing objectives. No. If they're bullying, yeah, they're not meant to bully attack squad. You don't want your Dawnbreakers attacking and absolutely demolishing a tactical squad because you only get 
four to six turns to do this. Yeah. And so every turn you waste. If the table is so sparse that that's what you're doing, congratulations, you're probably already winning. Yeah. Like, uh, Pie Will says, great episode. The one thing I do want to add is that Dark Angels Assault Squads with the Deathwing plus one bonus to hit does make them a bigger pain in the butt for your opponent. With this bonus, you really can bully regular Marines and be somewhat of a threat to weapon skill five units, which is true. You are mm-hmm. able to hit up, though you'll be taking a lot of hits back. So really, you're just hoping to tie them up and eat the Overwatch, which Overwatch is a huge thing you need to think about. For real. Until Cenobium or Companions come in and mop them up. That being said, I prefer using a Despoiler Squad for Dark Angels over Assault Marines as you'll get the hitting bonus while being cheaper. Yes, so if you're using them as like a screen, like a first wave. A tar pit? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I also do agree that the units that they're doing that for don't have jump packs. So just do it with the Despoiler Squad. Yes, that way you're not outrunning whatever squad you're going to tar pit for. So... That makes yeah. sense. And, and yeah, that's one thing we didn't talk about is using them in concert with an actual combat unit, like an elite combat unit, which, yeah, that does give them something different to do where, but that's right, Red. You better be tar pitting an expensive unit. Like, yeah. you, like this better be Horus. A, a, <laughs> a 10 man unit of custodes or something. <laughs> like that is an expensive. You're, you're tar pitting a Kaitan demon engine. Yeah, because it that thing's only gets five attacks, and yeah, they're brutal three. They only kill five guys. Arsons <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ball says one thing said where the math feels like it doesn't really check out. I feel like that's actual meme. The actually meme here, <laughs> the the actually <laughs> uh, is saying yeah. chaplains aren't worth it, and later having a console that brings them up to weapon skill five would be. Uh, he goes into basically saying that the math doesn't math, and he's yeah, right. I, Actually, yeah, because I yeah I had said that hitting on fours is better than hitting on fives with a reroll, and yeah, that was not factually correct. Yeah, but it, it felt correct, and so I stand <laughs> by it. So I actually did the math on what so, it looks like. Artisans of all, you are technically correct, which, as we all know, is the best kind of correct. <laughs> it's the only correct that matters yeah yeah that, yeah i gotta give it to you that, that's exactly right but in your defense derek uh so chain swords if you had 33 attacks and you were at a uh, weapon skill four okay you are getting 16 hits with eight wounds being dealt and on average this is this is running a uh 10, models on this one okay uh you are doing three damage. Isn't AI great? And if you were to do that exact same thing uh, with rerollable fives, you are doing three damage. <laughs> so both are equally cool. as effective. So you got a Terminator and a half. <laughs> yeah. Now they're swinging back with Thunder Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you are technically doing more hits with a reroll of a five. Yeah, that, that is true. So, and doing more wounds. And this is on a three-up armor-saved model. This yeah. is not a uh, a Terminator. A yeah, Terminator, just, you're not killing. <laughs> those, oh, okay. those, those three wounds are not going through because he has armor, armor, artificer, has two of armor. Or, or Terminator armor. So, But, yes. 
the left is rolling fours, the right is rolling fives. That's how the math hammer checked out. So. Yeah, Arzusval had a lot of really good insight into this because I, th- I think he's kind of invested in assault marines. Hey, man, he's. Uh, I'm but. curious what their meta looks like because, uh, the the, <laughs> and yeah, and absolutely, your chaplain will like they will more reliably bully like. Say there's a 20-man attack squad with a special character or something. Definitely. That's not something a 10-man assault squad really wants to go after unless they really got some Wheaties this morning. Yeah. So that's what Artisans of all said. How many squads of assault marines are needed to plan Little Susie's bike sale in the next two weeks? She needs to raise at least $335 to get her gymnastics competition and a good assortment of baked goods. So that's going to depend a lot on what legion you're pulling from because they obviously are going to have different skill levels and different different amounts they can help with the baking. Yeah. Assuming the baking is the part they're helping with, if they're helping with like the, the marketing or the logistics. Well, they say plan. How many assault squads are needed to plan Little Susie's Bake okay, Squad? Okay, so yeah, planning, definitely not all legions are built the same. I would say probably the the best legion you want to plan a bake sale would definitely be the Ultramarines by far. Yeah. Uh, I think you, would pro- you wouldn't even need a full assault squad. I think like a... Like a- Five man squad, less if you include the sergeant. Yeah, I think uh, I think you could, if you just had a sergeant, I think you could plan a bake sale pretty well. Probably because uh, yeah. that's what Rebute actually built his uh, uh, built his marines to do was to later become bake sales. Uh, no, like Ass- like assist with bake sales. <laughs> be like <laughs> logistic logicians. Uh, yeah, the, the plan was like, hey, eventually the war is going to be over. And, and then what are we going to do? You got you guys are going to be police officers. You guys are going to be uh, politicians, all this jazz. So they, they definitely. So I would say that it depends on the Legion. Uh, world Eaters. How many World Eaters does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many World Eaters does for, it take for, to plan a bake sale? That's a, that's a, that's a rough that's question. That's a rough answer. I don't know. Like, if you got 30 assault Marines well, so in a room. Here's the problem, though. Now, how many is too many? I don't know. Because then somebody's going to think they've got the best way to do it, and somebody else might disagree. And with the world eaters, that that might be you know a 30-minute bloodbath. Who do you think would plan a better bake sale? Perturabo or Rogaldorn? <laughs> oh, that's a tough call. So I think... If if you just look at like the, the concept of baking as the yeast and dough fortifying itself... I would have to give it to uh, Dorn because you, you create the conditions for it to like form the right amount of crust, you know, crunchy, but not too thick. And, you know, just just the overall process. I'd say Dorn. I would say that Perturabo would give you a undeniable quantity over quality. So like you <laughs> oh, get like he's, he's churning out brownie bites at a level hitherto thought un like undoable. And it's like, and they're they're exceptionally cheap. Like yeah, they're exceptionally cheap brownie bites. Like not even as good. At, like 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 undeniably cheap. Like two two or three rungs below HEB brownie bites. Yeah, I would say that you probably have Rogel Dorn who has this like perfectly bunt assorted, the, the the world's most perfect bunt cake. And Rogel Dorn has, and Perturabo has like six options, but you get a hundred per pack, and it's like a dollar. <laughs> Enough. Enough brownie bites to fuel World War Three. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's the, that, you, yeah, it depends on what kind of jam you're trying to have. Yeah. I, I think those are, those are the questions that we need to be get answered here. Uh, and this comes from Robbie. It says, as someone who just finished building a bunch of blood angels for day of revelation list, this episode got me shook. Yeah. Uh, I have horses. Warmonger episode on the blood angels made me completely redo my first iteration. Now I may be going through another revision. Good news. Uh, salt Marines are good in day of revelation. Yes, I definitely you. And once again, I will say that I do not use my day of revelation assault Marines to bully. I play the mission in my list. I 100% play the mission and I let Cabana do everything else. Cabana is the biggest bully in the list. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, just a FYI, Cabana, really good at bullying. If I didn't have Cabana, I would have... uh, Kaisian Demon Engine. No, no, no. (laughs) Brass Scorpion. Uh, I would have my Dawnbreakers bullying. Okay. So... Uh, he would, but my Dawnbreakers yeah. would be doing the same work that Cabana's yeah, doing. Because with Dawnbreakers on the receiving end of that, I'm probably just going to brace for the charge. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just do a disorganized charge to begin with. Just charge a bunch of units. Yeah. So, uh, Panzerstreich says, honestly, I just have them hop around objectives. I only run two squads of ten. Never was impressed with their combat potential. Speedy objective grabbers. Yeah, there you go. Yes, that is that is true. I think that is probably the most comfortable use case for them. Uh, if you want to punch, if you want melee punch, Dawn Breakers are the way to go. Yeah, I said. Uh, oh, I yeah. said now Dawn Breakers is like comparing a bread to a sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're they are yeah because they much better because they get what the the falling star pattern power spear or whatever it's called. They get all sorts of bonuses. They they got special stuff for days. Yeah. So how often do people pay for chain bayonets on a tactical squad? Okay, yeah, that, that all the time. I pay for that all the time. Yeah, if I've got points for it. I'm I'm doing some wild stuff with my chain axes. Yeah. I like the way they look. Oh yeah, for sure. That's why I pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pay questions. for them because my models have them and I want to be Wissywing. Yeah. My models have them because they're cool. So, I think I think all bolt weapons should be able to take a bayonet or a chain bayonet. I agree. Dude, a heavy support squad with heavy bolters with chain bayonets? Sign me up. Would it be good? Probably not, but it'd be cool. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with this chain bayonet. So, absolutely, mm. man. Thank you for everybody inside the community coming forward and telling us your thought on Assault Marines. I think uh, I, I really, I mean, there's a lot of anecdotal stuff, even from us on our oh, side. For sure. I just know this is one we kind of were glad it picked and we just went into it instead of doing a whole lot of research because you're very familiar with them for your Blood Angels. I, I've got a good contrast of my Night Lords, how they worked last edition to, versus this edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, we were able to just kind of grip it and rip it. Yeah, I am curious now. Because whatever we do next, we might take a week or two just to kind of play test or do some research. Or we might even open it up to like, hey, before we even get into this, let us know how your your experience with X unit. I do like this uh, uh, community feedback version of the episode because it really does uh, check us. Uh, for but, sure. but for those of you all curious, we did reach out to some other podcasts to also have them do an Assault Marine episode. And there are additional Assault Marine episodes coming out. And so I would look forward to seeing those on the heresy track. 
and they will give their two cents on how they're seeing assault Marines in, in their oh, yeah. area and things like that. So, like, uh, looking at you, Scarab, if you think that uh, uh, for whatever reason you are worried about your assault Marines, they may have a different way that their meta is seeing assault Marines. Because our meta is kind of a... It's always been kind of wonky over here. Yeah, it's a, so I am curious what some of the other metas are looking at with their assault Marines. Uh, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about modeling? Because I know that was one thing you brought. Oh, we didn't talk about how you model up your assault marines. What? Well, as far as like uh, where to like what to do to source your jump packs and close combat weapons. If you're using the Forge World, the Mark Four. No, I just three D print. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I three D print everything. Oh yeah. So, okay. uh, uh, if if you are out there and you don't 3d print and you just want to put mark seven jump packs on mark six Marines and call them, call them salt squads, do it. Anybody who says, Oh, but that's not, but the, no, you tell them to shut up. Yeah. I know that there is a number of ways to kind of source some jump packs. I know that right now there's a lot of people that are unhappy with the, uh, like, especially if you don't have access to a 3d printer, which really, I think at this point, I mean, you, can definitely find even if you're just going like if you don't have friends nearby or anything like that that has 3d printer uh before you start looking into games workshop buying a bunch of assault marines and and grabbing those chain swords and uh and uh and bolt pistols off yeah. of those kits i would definitely look at something like etsy and go look at those resin printers that are resin printing on etsy i would say that you are absolutely paying a premium in that case it'll be cheaper than the games workshop buying an assault marine squad from them but if you can source older firstborn 40k marines the mark 7 arms bolt pistols chain swords they look fine on mark 6 i uh, yeah some people say they can tell like the the chain swords and bolt pistols definitely are the like the most noticeable difference but I think if, especially if you're putting on Mark Six, they look fine. Yeah, the those those I think the Godwin pattern bolters and bolt pistols, those were in production during the Heresy. The the chain swords are chain swords are chain swords. I don't think you have to worry about that. If you really are catching flack for it, there's the Prospero box with the Mark Three Marines. If you're catching flack for it, you let us know. Oh yeah, let us know what area is giving you flack because I'd be very curious. I like. If you are ever at a point where you don't think that you could do this stuff, trust us, you can. I don't. If if you are in some crazy, you know, if you're getting pub- bolt- publicly shamed for having the wrong kind of bolt pistol when the Godwin bolt pistols are literally fine. Yeah, no, uh, you're in the wrong group, fella. Yeah. Now, if you're using a bunch of Mark Sevens and people are like, hey, so technically those didn't like for the siege, they might have been around for like the. Imperial you're not. Fist. Ha- they're not having that conversation. Nobody's having that conversation. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm just saying that's not a conversation that's happening. If this, that is a conversation, you let me know immediately. But that's not a conversation that's yeah. ever happened in the history of this game. I promise. Yeah, I just know. I see. I see online every now and then somebody pops up like, "Hey, is it? Would it be acceptable to use this for this?" Or when I get kind of laughed out of my shop, it's like, I I've seen some crazy stuff. You're not going to get laughed out of your shop. Yeah, I've never ever heard that conversation existing. There's always the people that worry about that conversation, but that conversation doesn't happen. Yeah. And if it does, that guy doesn't have friends. Exactly. And so, you know what? Just let him continue his let miserable, him, let him have Hormel that. chili eating life. <laughs> <laughs> Just, ugh, those people. They're not real. 
Do not fear those people. Do not make yeah, problems the, that don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> the internet is not a real place. It cannot hurt you. Yeah. But I would say that if you are concerned about, I, I, I would say even cost-wise, even if you were to find the cheapest box of assault Marines in existence. No, I'm talking about like if you, if you know some people who played 40 K back in the day and they've got a bits box, you can rummage through. Oh yeah. You should be fine there. Yeah. But I would say that if you're looking for a reliable source of bolt pistols, chain swords and jump packs, I think if you, if you don't have somebody locally that has a 3d printer, that's going to paint, that's going to print for you. I would say just go straight to Etsy Go pick up some of those bits from there. I think it's even going to be cheaper than uh, like a bits reseller that breaks up those assault marine boxes and all that stuff. Just get them 3D printed for you uh, using a reseller like Etsy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and if for whatever reason you have something against resin printing or working with resin, then bit seller is kind of like the last resort you have there. Yeah, and... Even then, we'll see, because in winter, we're supposed to be getting a plastic assault marine kit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of on the roadmap. Yeah. So, well, there you go. We did talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of bring that up as a little footnote. So. But cool, guys. Uh, So, next week, we will bring up and talk about the... The Lancer kits... The, the Arvis lighter, lighter, the demon engines. I don't think we're actually going to talk about the Arvis lighter or anything like that. Actually, I'm going to watch a Lancer unboxing here pretty soon. My buddy Neath Miniatures, nice, just got his Lancer in, so I'm actually looking forward to. Yeah, I saw that the shop had gotten a couple in, and I didn't realize, I didn't even think about the transfers that come with it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's got different uh, Heresy era Nighthouse logos on it. Mm. But then you also see like the different like patterns of chevrons and stripes. There's different different armor marking pattern like armor markings. How do they compare to the original Forge World like heresy transfers that came with the knights? Do you uh, remember those? I sure don't. I know they had a couple Nighthouse transfer sheets. Yeah, they were like specific to that red and blue Nighthouse. I think I've got I've got the picture of the new one here. I don't know if you you've yeah, seen check it, it out. But yeah, just the bottom bottom right hand side just has all these different stylings and markings for it. And wow. that, I saw that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's rad. So this house uh, Malinex, those transfers, that was a whole special transfer sheet that you would yeah. have. Yeah, that was one of their like poster child heresy night houses. Yeah. So House Virions. Vironi. Vironi. House. I think it's Vironi, Maccabeus, Divine, Malinax, uh, a couple others. Interesting. Oh, is this house Hawkshroud? No. That looks like the wings for Hawkshroud. Yeah, and a lot of those are kind of uh, house agnostic as far as just like the little like armor markings. Because I know a lot of knights still kind of had their own personal heraldry they'd use. But... I know Heresy and 40K kind of have different aesthetics for their Nighthouse markings. Dude, I'm loving all these, like, uh, hazard symbols. Oh, yeah. People are going to be fighting for those <laughs> flames, bro. Right? Like, you can drop those in, on your Titanicus models. Like, shoot, I'm almost more excited for the transfer sheet than I am for the night itself. And I, w- I would want them to sell that transfer sheet by itself. Mm, 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 mm. But those are really nice yeah 
part of me is kind of worried what happens when they absorb this into the 40k night codex yeah it's already there i believe yeah well i know they got the the forge world index rules for it yeah it's pretty mean but when the book comes out they might just say hey it's already a plastic kit why not gotta make it gotta make it for them and then if they rebox it with the 40k transfer sheet and that's gonna that's gonna hurt a little bit I don't know if they're going to have a separate 40K transfer sheet. I don't know why they would. The one they already got? Just the 40K night transfer sheet? Oh, you think they're going to swap it out and change it out? I mean, if they change the box. No, because those look like they're especially made for those. Oh, for oh the these size. are Yeah, these are 100% heresy specific. Yeah, but they're also like sized for a Lancer versus the other ones that are sized for a Questorus level knight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Just, it's just one of my like soft concerns where it's like it wouldn't actually affect me all that much. But I'm like, oh, that kind of suck. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> stop worrying about these things. They're well, not real. I mean, like I said, it's not like a worry. It's just like, oh man, that suck. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what else? We got the new Imperial Fist Praetor that looks exactly like the old Imperial Fist Praetor, just reposed. Yeah. I mean, it's a good. Oh, pose. that's them together. That's not this the same the, model. Yeah, this one's the new one. This one's the old one. And oh, so they just—it's the exact same CAD file. They just post them different. Why do they do that? I don't know, man. Because huh. Imperial Fist had gone like a whole month without a release. Hmm. That's unfortunate. I don't know. It is who's buying those. That's a, they must be selling because that's what they're <laughs> that's what they're putting out. That's unfortunate. And then, yeah, the Arvis Lighter, they just retooled the kit. It's still a resin kit from Forge World. It's that has to be the longest lasting Forge World model out there now. The one that was like still available? Yeah. That has to easily be the longest lasting Forge World. And it's so <laughs> boxy. Like, I can imagine that that probably original mold is still fine because <laughs> there's not a lot of people that I know that own a legit Forge World Arvis. So I would imagine that there's like not a lot of people are buying Arvis lighters because they're not for for one they're not really they must have a back stock of Arvis lighters. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I figure they're we're gonna see them in Legions Imperialis. They probably retooled the kit for that, and then just printed one up at uh, twenty eight mil scale to cast for the new new cast for it. Sure. Because when I saw it, I was like, dang, they're coming out in plastic with an Arvis lighter, so that yeah. must mean that there's some big plans for it. A plastic Arvis lighter would have been, that would have been some real news. It was like, that, that'd be like a wild, like, I would have never imagined them doing that. Especially when you could, like, you know, because there's, I'm wondering if they're going to, like, start in corporate, because if you think about the Arvis, and, like, truly the Arvis is a, like, a civilian craft. Yeah, it's a shuttle. Yeah, it's a civilian shuttle. And so when you're looking at, you know, the Arvis being used, because like, I think one of the biggest things we've used Arvis for, or Arvi, is we use them for, like, objectives and events. We use them for, uh, you know, for NPCs and events. Like, there's not really, like, Josh's Bumblebee army was fun, but he doesn't play that a lot, and it's not yeah. really a strong army. Um, so I don't really see a lot of play getting out of them, but I could see where an Arvis would come into play when you're looking at things like Necromunda or Combat Patrol, or it would be like yeah. a fun little vehicle. The same way they did the yeah, if they uh, if they price it up kind of like their the the sector mechanicus terrain, yeah, like the Ridge Hauler was, you know, yeah. like the Ridge Hauler was brought in as like it's a like, yeah, you could pen, spend points on it, but we could also now put a mission around it in White Dwarf, yeah, so. 
Arvis is funny, but just out of left field for sure. Yeah, I was, yeah, not expecting that. I'm like, okay, cool. We're getting him for the for Legions Imperialis. Man, it looked real deep. Oh, that's that's a 28 mil. Oh, it's plastic. Oh no, it's still resin. What's going on? <laughs> Some whoever got put on that project, like, <laughs> and it, it got announced like on uh, like on a weekday that what like I don't think it was Thursday they announced it either. It's just like <laughs> out of the oh by the way here you go. Hey, Arvis back of stock. Oh, thanks. I th- I guess. So, can't imagine that's flying off the shelves right now. So. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I like that it's around. Was it August tenth? No, that was Thursday. I just, I might have just not seen it until later. Oh no! It was the uh, the engines of destruction, the demon engines that came out on a weird day. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, so that's going to be some fun stuff to dig into next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Engines of destructions on episode one sixty nine, guys. And then we'll probably pull up and try to figure out what the next unit we're going to do a dive on. And we will put the voting in the Discord for that as well. So get ready for that. All right. We want to give a huge shout-out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Powerful Duncan, Powerful Matthew, Powerful Spencer, Powerful Chris, Powerful May, uh, Powerful Josh, Powerful Thomas, Powerful Duncan, Powerful Rob, and Powerful, Powerful Gabriel. Uh, thank you guys for being Patreon subscribers. We definitely appreciate that. It definitely lets us uh, helps us run this uh, uh, this painting composition that we have in the Discord. It helps us uh, uh, have a little bank in the pocket in case we run into things that we need of the podcast, like a travel case or anything. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely thank you guys for being a part of that Patreon. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah. The doing cool stuff so we can do cool stuff. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening.